Hello everyone, welcome back to Seek and Tell, and today we are going to talk about the infamous COVID-19 vaccine. Now, if this topic triggers you, be warned, because we are going to be talking in-depth about either problems or side effects that may or may not appear. So if you do not want to have your opinion swayed or hear another opinion, then please don't listen. But if you can look past those things, we can probably have a good time. Anywho, enjoy the listen. Fair warning, most of what I'm going to talk about comes from medical journals. So if you don't trust medical journals or uh, things like that, probably won't listen. And probably this is going to sound like bullshit to you, but it's worth talking about anyways. So our first... Topic is going to come from Michigan Health Labs. So this is a journal based on fears about the vaccine. So a lot of people fear actually getting it because it was so fast to come and how it might be deadly because of how fast and how if it was political, they might just pump out something like in politics, you're being, you'll hear and some people, it's just going to control you with microchip. Because of how fast it was, all this thing was fake. No. It was faster than usual for explainable reasons. You want to know why? Guess why? Okay, I'll just tell you. Basically, people were dying at an alarming rate. And it wasn't one thing that's like, get it once and then you're done. Like you could with like chicken pox, go to a chicken pox party, get in, then you're done. Like COVID, can, you can get multiple times. Therefore, it was imperative that you find a cure for this global pandemic. It's not a matter of cutting corners, because the clinical trials and government safety reviews were the same. Just because it was fast doesn't mean it's sloppy. You can have speed, which is why I don't like the phrase, slow and steady wins the race. It should be that fast is okay as long as fast is not lazy. Because if you're just rushing to do something and not trying, that's bad. But they did try. It was not a cutting corner situation. Rather, it went faster, but it does not reduce or remove the efforts that were put there just because it was fast. It was a whole world's effort to try to cure this disease that's going through the whole world. And no, it's not just in the U.S. they can control it. And it's not this mastermind government thing so that they can control the entire world. No, more places existed in the world besides America. Okay, the reason why it was so fast is because in the past, throughout the years, scientists and doctors... And disease researchers have been experimenting to try to make disease curing faster so they can easily create it. They created a platform for approaching vaccines against a new virus. Think of it like a drill that can accept different size drill bits. This platform uses mRNA, messenger RNA, which basically is the blueprint for... DNA, which is how viruses reproduce, as a delivery agent to teach the body how to recognize and fight the new virus. So basically, 
along with creating a program that can read the genetic info faster in a few days and months, they also are able to take that genetic makeup and create a replica version, which is how it's so fast, because it's not like, bam, instantly created. They've been working on being able to create cures for diseases faster. That's why it's so fast. Because, believe it or not, disease researchers don't just sit on their bums until a new disease comes. Like, disease researchers don't go to college and just pray that a new disease comes along for them to try to cure. No, they're always working on making things better. That is what they do. Now, believe it or not, the government-funded companies that tried to make the cure... Therefore, unlike before, where they were trying to just get donations for disease research, the government's just pouring in money. And it's, they made sure that there's no unwanted side effects, because if there was... Because they would actually do tests on people that volunteered to get it, so they can see if it has any unwanted side effects. So it's not like, oh, they just shipped it out as soon as they had the first batch. No. Why do you think all the way back a couple months, they were talking about the vaccine being ready? Because they thought it was ready. Turns out their side effects got to throw it out. And if it was kept because there were no side effects, then it would be globally distributed as fast as possible, which is what's happening now. Not some sort of ridiculous thing where, hey, let's just ship out this first batch and say, good enough, our job's done. That's not how it works. And one simple search on how to actually, the testing procedures and protocols would show you that. They would show you that, but no. Because some people have the audacity to say, that just because it was fast, it was lazy without doing any research. That is why there's so many problems, and people are using correlation as causation. Because government shuts down world, and government funds disease, that must mean that the cure for the disease was made just to reopen the world as a whole conspiracy theory. Because those two things are connected clearly and not just correlated. Which is why we have people who refuse to get the vaccine. Okay, this next one I feel like I talked about in my another podcast that I made. Vaccines cannot change your genetic structure. And guess what? The first two COVID-19 vaccines contain specific kinds of genetic material called mRNA. The vaccine doesn't need to go into the nucleus of a cell where the DNA is stored in order to accomplish its mission. Therefore, even if it did manage, guess what? Cells die. If it sees something wrong, it will die, and if it doesn't, then the body will recognize it as either a disease cell, which the immune system will attack, or it will die off, and then healthy cells will reproduce, because that's how it works. Because that's all you need 
to cure a disease is just to be in the bloodstream where it'll be recognized and then killed. The M stands for messenger, and that's a good description of what the vaccine does. It brings a message into the body to the immune system what to look for if coronavirus gets in. That is how this works. And let me just tell you, it does not make the person who gets vaccinated become a weird mix of different people. Because it does not make you a living, walking COVID cell. Because if that's the case, then you would just turn into a COVID a walking COVID machine because your entire, the way that you describe it is if it alters every cell in your body that each have different functions and different ways, is then that would basically mean that you would literally turn into nothing because COVID, you'd just be a bunch of COVID molecules, which you could just spray with Lysol to kill the person if it did happen, honestly. Or just lock them in a room for two weeks. That's all you need to do. Because if it seriously could alter your genetic code, that's not a big problem. Because that's not how vaccines or DNA work. Okay? Okay. Now, you may have heard rumors about maybe, like, some symptoms of getting it, such as a short fever, headache, fatigue, sore arms, chills, especially after a second dose. Other reactions are extremely rare, so in the rare case that you do get it, it's not going to be a big deal. Mainly because, of course that's going to happen. Although, you're, you know that it's not a real virus, and it's not actually exposing you, then perhaps your body, what does happen is your body thinks it's real. That's how it works, because it thinks it's real and attacks it, and... It develops a cure for it. So obviously, you're going to get the response that you would get like if you were sick because your body is responding in a way that it is sick. It's not going to last and you're in no danger of it spreading or getting infected. So obviously, it's not going to be perfectly healthy, fine, and dandy from there on out. But for the first few days, obviously, you're going to be a little immune sickness. That's just going to happen because... That's how vaccines work. It's not deadly, it's just your immune system. So blame your immune system for overreacting. Now remember how I said that it contains mRNA because of a system that they copied the genetic structure of COVID-19 and sent it in? Well, guess what? Unlike other vaccines, which have proven harmless, there isn't even COVID in this vaccine. The actual virus itself, not in the vaccine. That way you don't get COVID. Again, causation is not correlation. So if you pick up a virus around the time you get vaccinated, it does not mean that you got COVID from the COVID vaccine because COVID does not exist inside that vaccine. So if you say it does, do your research. Like, seriously. It's not a hard concept to grasp, people. Like, I just typed in... COVID-19 in, in infection from disease, and you got a medical journal. It's not a hard thing. And it's not like, oh, you can't trust... It's literally a medical journal that's official. 
Like, if you can't trust official medical journals and rich people have too much incentive to lie to you, that's your problem for dismissing any available person who can give you right information. So the only way to trust yourself is to experience for yourself. But as we know, illusions happen. Therefore, you can't even trust yourself. So if you can't trust anything, that's your problem. But hey, it's not like medical journals want to help you, right? They just want your money. And it's not like literally everything else wants your money. Like, what about all those times you shopped on Amazon or saw an Amazon ad? Guess what? It does not matter because if you're giving money to one thing and you're literally selling your data, it doesn't matter about the vaccine trying to steal your money and taking your data. Stop complaining. And maybe you're wondering, well, there's a rare chance that, hey, maybe I could get that 1% that I could actually get extremely sick and have a severe allergic reaction. If you're worried about that or prone to have allergic reactions where you get super sick, tell your doctor because guess what? They will keep you in the vaccination center with a trained professional watching you and caring for you until it's a decent time to be safe and you can not have to worry about it. So that's not a problem. Just tell the doctor, I might faint from this. And they will keep you and watch you if they feel it's necessary. Okay? So it's not a big deal if you do have an allergic reaction. Because if you feel that nervous, they will watch you. I'm repeating myself because I need to emphasize the fact that you're in no danger by taking this. And some people don't understand that doctors are there to help you. Not to just say, good enough, go home. Like, they're literally under oath to help you. Like, helping people is literally something that they spend hundreds of dollars uh, at college to do. It's not like, I'm just going to spend $100 to do a mediocre job. No. Like, if you spend $100, if you spend a million dollars, you expect it to be good, right? Then don't spend your money at a doctor's expecting it not to be good. Or don't buy expensive things if you think that expensive things aren't good. Okay? There you go. You know how other people are worried that there might be metals inside the vaccine? Well, guess what? Those metals in other vaccines are adjuvants and preservatives. But the adjuvants, I don't know if pronouncing that right, help it work better. But guess what? They're not in the vaccine. They're not in this vaccine. Neither is the COVID virus, like I said. Which means that it doesn't need those. And it also does not need a preservative to keep it alive. Therefore, that's also not included and is just frozen into a thought for vaccination. That is why your heavy metals that you're so worried about aren't a problem here. It's just not a problem. So, be quiet. Now, what about this microchip people are talking about that's going to take your data? Well, guess what? 
the diameter of a needle is roughly 0.46 millimeters. And in 2018, the smallest that I could find was in 2018, which is 1 millimeter by 1 millimeter, which is bigger than the diameter of a needle. So even the smallest microchip that's able of taking out or data is not big enough or technically not small enough to fit in, let alone stay in your body and not be immediately dissolved by some sort of foreign material response that your body does naturally have. You know, because people are saying, well, I have an immune system. Well, good for you, sweetheart. Guess what? I have what's called an immune system, too. And let me tell you, immune systems will break down anything foreign. Like, you know that, you know when you get a splinter? Like, how even when you remove it, it burns when it's exposed to the air? That's because foreign, that's a, back, a response to foreign entities. Or like, if you, that weird tingly feeling some people get when they get a shot, that's because foreign material. That's your body's response to it. So imagine an entire microchip. Your body's going to be attacking that. Now, even if they could find something small enough, like I said, it's not going to... How is it going to get personal data from you from your DNA? Like, it's going to it's gonna know where you live because of your DNA? Yeah. Like, they can't just put that on, I don't know, a cell phone, which literally has the... Uh, which literally will ask you, can we access your location? And it knows you're, and it's able to have your contacts and all of your Facebook friends. Yeah, you know how Facebook's been in multiple scandals about taking data? Yeah. Yes, all of that data that they've collected. You know how, like, you can talk about something and then it's immediately like, wow, how'd they know? I, how, they must be listening. Yeah, literally. All social media, that's what it's doing to you. Your phone, tracking you, keeping track of your contacts, who you talk to, what you want to order, what you... Like, it even says in incognito mode, your internet provider may still be able to look at your data and your search history. So you're basically never safe, unless you buy a VPN or something. But the point is, the microchip, let alone not able to fit inside you, let alone not able to survive if it was to, if it was that small enough, it might, I don't know, maybe create a blood clot or something if you're a bit unhealthy, let alone it could fracture something and cause internal bleeding, which would basically make the case, uh, huh, perhaps this is not healthy. Per let alone, maybe if you cut yourself, it might fall out sometime. Let alone all of these things, your foe will do the same thing, and you're fine with it. Another thing is, vegans might be concerned that it might use a gelatin substance, which is usually derived from, like, pigs, so vegans or vegetarians might not want that. Well, guess what? This vaccine, the two available, don't have that. Also, 
the whole Mark of the Beast thing, because Christians didn't understand what Lucifer race was, uses Lucifer as, if not as devil or person, but as its translator of Lightbringer, because Lucifer race is what gives things bioluminescence. Not as in devil, as in bioluminescence. So unless the any all fish that glow are devil's work, then you're fine. Also, if you're worried about mutations, um, yeah, no. The latest changes to the virus have not, quote-unquote, outsmarted the vaccine, end quote. So, yeah, you don't have to worry about a mutation, because since it does not include the virus itself, rather just its genetic makeup and proteins... Yeah, it's not going to be a problem if it changes its shape or cell structure. So, that's not going to be a problem. Because like we said, it doesn't contain the actual virus, so there's no outsmarting. Plus, if it does, we can just make new vaccine with the newer genetic material. Because like I said, the platform that they made allows people to read the genetic info in days rather than months. So yeah, it's just, you're sick for a couple days, wait for the new vaccine to come out. That's it. Okay, so now our next source is going to come from CDC.gov itself, based on the coronavirus vaccines. And for one, it does say that you could get side effects after a few days just because a immune system response. And immune system response. Sorry, grammar Nazis, if you're out there. Um, also, based on people who decide natural immunity is better, we don't know how long it lasts. Because unlike getting a vaccine which has the um, RNA that will make up the structure itself rather than just the disease itself, Getting natural immunity from the disease is not immune to mutations, therefore, this natural immunity could just die off within two seconds. Like, you get it, and then tomorrow you can get it again, because we don't know. But we do know about the vaccine, and the death and suffering outweighs the, the will or benefit of natural immunity. So it's better just to get the vaccine. CDC currently says that there are two vaccines, which are the P Pfizer, P Pfizer, I don't know, BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine and the Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine, which have all been tested and said to be safe. That any negatives are out, not outweighed, and the benefits are totally outweighing any possible side effects that may arise within a couple days from immune system response. And there are also two that are in phase three of clinical trials, which basically means that it's close to being done. That's in the United States. There's the AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine and the Janssen's COVID-19 vaccine that 
are currently, as of November 24th, 2020, large-scale tr clinical trials are in progress. So, we might have four different vaccines that you can choose from. The two currents are the ones that I've talked about in the previous parts before the CDC article that I'm reading to you. And these two vaccines are the latest I can find on any news, so I think that that's going to be it for today. I know that there's one more topic that I tried to find, but I couldn't find, mainly because people don't know. I try to find if there's going to be long-term side effects because it's so new, but honestly, in my opinion, I don't think there will be, mainly because if there's going to be this random thing that happens later down the line where you just instantly keel over, we would know in testing. Like, it hasn't happened with any other vaccine that has had the same testing, but this one vaccine will kill you later on. So, common sense says no, but who knows. I suggest that, based on the evidence that I've given you, you should take the vaccine. And turns out later that you'll die from it. Guess you'll learn not to trust a man on the internet. Now, I'd like to point out that along with my previous statement about how there might not be any later side effects, I'd just like to point out that in the entirety of vaccine development that we have had little mRNA vaccine types, because they've usually just been the virus-based ones. So, if there have been any, there haven't been many, because I couldn't find any others, but um, I just want to say that if it does kill us, then that would make no sense, because it does not change your genetic structure, it just tells your body to make proteins that defend against a specific genetic structure. So it should not kill you, because that's literally the only active ingredient in it. Anywho, with that, I think that's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. And always remember, guys, seek your answers before you tell them. And I will see you next time on the podcast.